Hi, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us here at Root Like Faith. Here at Root Like Faith, it's our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, I'm really excited for today's episode of Root Like Faith because we are kicking off a series called Dying to Live. Yeah, I guess maybe that doesn't sound so great, but (laughs) this is going to take place over the season of Lent. And in each episode during this series, we're going to be talking about that tension between who we are and who we want to be. And today, we're going to start specifically just answering that question, what is Lent? And honestly, should we even be practicing it? So I think this is a question that a lot of us have, both of these questions. What is it and should we practice it? So I'm really excited. I think this is a very important topic for us to dive into. I can't wait. Let's get started. Hey, well, today we're kicking off this series called Dying to Live. And, you know, it's a paradox in the Bible, this idea of how... We need to die in order to live. Sounds so gloomy. It, but it's not. We promise. We promise. <laughs> it does sound so gloomy, but <laughs> it's I biblical, right? And there's a depth there. If one once we really understand this, so we're talking about this this season of Lent um, that we're about to enter into tomorrow, and. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but I grew up, uh, once I became a Christian in high school, the church churches I attended did not celebrate Lent. They weren't against Lent, but it just wasn't something that we talked about or celebrated. And so it wasn't until I was older that I really started to learn about Lent and put it into practice. So I feel like there's probably, honey, don't you agree? There's, of course, there's Christians who have celebrated Lent and completely understand it, but I, I would say there's probably a fair amount of people people that they just don't even necessarily understand. Yeah, maybe they think, okay, I give something up, but they don't really understand Lent. And and they also don't even know if they should, as a Christian, practice Lent. Yeah, I think that at least in the circles that we've been in, um, that's that's definitely true. And so, you know, depending on where you uh, grew up or the background you come from, I mean, the majority of, of uh, Catholics have celebrated Lent. Uh, if you're Eastern Orthodox, you've celebrated Lent. Even if you're a Protestant mainline uh, you know, or part of a, a Protestant mainline denomination, like um, if you're Lutheran, then then Lent is very familiar to you, right? Uh, or maybe Anglican, and so dip, I think it just it depends on what church background you've you've um, you've grown up in and you're familiar with. But you're right; I think there are many um, Protestants who are not. I mean, we're really good at celebrating Christmas and Easter, and that's about it. You know, those <laughs> right. are those are our two holidays, and yet the church for almost two thousand years has um, celebrated Lent. Mm. And so... Um, and I just want to say, I feel like we're missing out. There well, is. We, there's so there's so much, I think, to you know to this time yeah. of the year that is really rich. Right. And, and it's and, not just about giving something up. So let's talk for a second. <laughs> because yeah. you guys, I have to tell you, first of all, my husband right here sitting next to me, Patrick, has, hey, be careful. has an obsession with Chipotle. <laughs> I'll just say because that... Because it's the time of... of of Lent, I, I will confess that. Okay, well, I will own that. Anyways, it's so true. last year, I'm just say, I'm sharing this because it's funny. Just the different things we give up uh, for Lent. Well, last year he decided, okay, I'm going to give up Chipotle for Lent. Well, ex- except for some of you are like, oh, that's no big deal. Except for it is for him because he probably has it 
Every at, week, every at week, least easily. once a week, honey. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> true. And you know what happened last year? Um, you know, as we were beginning to celebrate Lent, I decided that's what I was going to give up because that's that's about what I knew. You know, is related to Lent. I mean, I grew, grew up with friends who were Catholic, and they were always giving up like you know, baseball cards or bubble gum or something like that. So I'm like, well, I'll just give up Chipotle. Um, so that's what I did. Now, you know, Lent, of course, begins in usually the middle of February. So last year, you know, I gave it up and I was counting the days till I could, you know, have a chicken burrito again. And then COVID hit. <laughs> and so my 40 day of fasting from Chipotle turned into like, yeah, because Chipotle know, closed for four a little months bit. or yeah. something. And it was so that too was long. tragic. Oh, um, my goodness. And so anyways, but I think that is. <laughs> I'm just bringing that up because it's funny. Some of the things, like, that's how I used to understand Lent. Yeah. Is you just, you know, give up bubble gum, like you said. Although, do we even say that word anymore? Bubble I gum? don't know. I guess anyways, anyways. I, <laughs> I think the reality, though, is I think when we th- when we think about Lent, like if, if what we're giving up or if what we're doing during the season of Lent does not cause us to become more like Jesus, then we've missed the point. Mm, and, and I think yeah. that's really at the heart of Lent. It's this time to draw near to Jesus and to allow him to, to continue changing us and transforming us. And like that's the goal of Lent. It's it's to take our sins serious and to draw near to him and, and to have his power through his spirit, you know, resurrecting us. And so like if what we're giving up um, is not leading us towards that, uh, mm-hmm. is not opening us up to, to God's work in our life to, to make us more like Christ, then we've, we've really missed the point. And yeah. I don't know that giving up Chipotle made me more like Jesus. And there were many days well, it actually worked against me becoming like Jesus. <laughs> right, because you, then you really were obsessing yeah. about it. But, you know, it's, it's this idea of giving up so that we can give more of ourselves to Christ. And I just, I love that picture. Yeah, and I think maybe just really simply, I mean, is a it's basically a 40-day preparation for Easter, you mm-hmm. know, and so I think the celebration of Lent goes back, I mean, some would say it goes all the way back to uh, the biblical time. I mean, you think about the number 40 in the Bible, I mean, it's all over the Bible, and so, I mean, just maybe a couple examples of that. I mean, you see Moses, um, you know, going up on the mountain for 40 days. I mean, that's in uh, Exodus chapter 24. Uh, the spies were in the land uh, for 40 days. That's Numbers 13. You know, Elijah, you know, he travels for 40 days. That's in First Kings 19 before he gets that vision in the cave. Uh, Nineveh was given 40 days to repent. You know, that's Jonah chapter 3. And then, of course, Jesus in the desert as he's fasting and being tempted by the devil. He, he's in the desert for 40 days. Mm. And so the church has, has gone back to that number, that biblical number, and so we're going to we're going to celebrate this time of the year this preparation for Easter for 40 days and and I think um you know it's a long kind of complicated history but most would point to the 4th century so so the 300s AD mm. um to when the church officially kind of formulated um this season of observation or this celebration so you think about that for a moment. I mean, that's a long history yeah. of celebrating this particular um, season. And so it's a 40-day preparation for Easter uh, where we're intentionally carving out time and drawing near to Jesus. We're maybe repenting of sins. We're confessing sins, uh, fasting, praying, reading scripture. So it's this intentional time, this season of preparation for 40 days leading up to Easter. One of the things I love is that um, I just love where it lands on the calendar. So you think about that for a moment, that that Lent begins in February. It begins in kind of the dark, cold winter month of February, and yet it ends in the springtime. That's where mm. the word Lent means spring or springtime. Mm. And so it begins this season of dying with Christ, of of you know reflecting upon sin and confessing sin, drawing near to the life that he wants to give us. It begins in the winter, and yet it ends with this celebration of Jesus resurrected 
in the springtime. Mm, and I so just that. even on the calendar, what that symbolizes, what that means, I just love that that picture. Well, and for your soul, what that means. Right. You know, I can walk through this really hard, you know, this hard work um, that I'm doing on my heart and in my soul um, towards this resurrection, how God really brings new life um, and that's that dying, I, that I dying like, to live right. theme, right? That we yeah. see throughout yep. the scripture. And we'll share a couple examples of that in a minute. But um, yeah, I think it, it, it is. It's such an important time for us. You use the word soul. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's the reality is our soul is sick because of sin. I mean, Jesus said, I came not mm-hmm. for the healthy, but for the unhealthy, um, for those who, who are sick, who need a savior. And we believe that Jesus died for us. He rose again, that he's freed us from the power of sin. And yet the presence of sin is very real in our life. And so um, we focus intentionally on this time of Lent, of of really drawing near to Jesus. And we're going to talk about confession in the next episode, but it's an intentional time to allow the Holy Spirit to really search us and to root out those areas of our life that um, are dead and dying where Jesus wants to give us life. Mm. And so it is, it's a very rich time of the year, you know, in the church calendar Mm -hmm. where um, we are preparing for Resurrection Sunday that Jesus has died and we've died with him and he's raising us to new life. Mm. And that's what I love about these observations and celebrations. You know, it's this work um, on our spiritual life that we do throughout the year at different times. I just, it's so powerful. It is. Why don't we, um, let's, before we move on, will you read Isaiah 53? I think that's such a, um, an important passage of scripture that, that, you know, many of our listeners will be familiar mm-hmm. with already. But as we kind of think again about this season and what it means, let's start by reading Isaiah 53. Okay, let's see. So Isaiah 53 Verse starting in verse four, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Yeah, boy, that that is such a powerful, powerful passage. And again, you know, that's Isaiah. Um, you know, that, that's a, an Old Testament prophecy, you know, predicting the, the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Messiah, but also his suffering and what he mm. will go through because of our sin. And, and so I think it's such a, a reminder this season to go, sin is that serious. Mm. Sin is that powerful. It, it matters that much to God that his son Jesus would endure what he endured on the cross. And so I think, you know, this time of the year, as we meditate on maybe Isaiah 53 or other passages, as we meditate on the cross, I mean, t- to think about what it costs God in the flesh, um, that, that our sin really does matter, um, mm. that it really is that serious. And what Jesus did for us, um, grace is free to the one who receives it, but it's incredibly costly to the one who gives it. And Jesus um, gave his life, right? I mean, he offers us grace and forgiveness, but it was a costly grace to be given by mm-hmm. him. It's one that we freely receive by faith. And so I think this time of the year, you know, it's a time to really reflect upon that. Um, it's not a time for us to go, boy, I need to try harder. I, I need to be mm. better. Um, that should never be the motivation of our heart. Uh, our entire life ought to be a response to the love of God as expressed through the cross. Mm-hmm. And so we, we look at our sin we look at what it costs Jesus but we also really take serious the ways that sin uh, can can destroy us today and just how dangerous it is. 
to our own soul, to maybe a marriage, to a family, to a church. And so it's a time for us to very intentionally uh, reflect upon our own soul and the power of sin or the presence of sin, to be able to confess that, to ask God's grace to come and, and to give us strength to overcome particular areas of our life that we're struggling with. So we might ultimately draw closer to Jesus and experience the life that he wants mm-hmm. to give us, the life that he promised us. Yeah, and I, I love that you brought up the idea of trying harder. Because I would uh, gather, <laughs> I would imagine that our listeners, you know, there's a lot of people that would identify with that. Because I feel like some of these observations and celebrations, there would there could be the tendency to feel like, okay, this is because I'm going to try harder to be more spiritual, to be more godly. Right. Um, but what if we shifted that perspective to more of a receiving? You know, we, we give of ourselves to receive more of him. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I think that that's a really powerful way to look at uh, a, a season like Lent. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I know this feels like 100 years ago now, but early on when we started Root Like Faith, we we did uh, an episode on, you know, kind of wrong ways to change. You know, mm, we talked about yep, the willpower theory and, you know, if I just try harder, then, you know, God will change me or I might just, you know, the zap theory where God's just magically going to change us. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we talked about is that that as a follower of Jesus, you know, God changes us by virtue of the relationship that we're in with him that it's inherently uh, relational, it's it's relational transformation. And so John 15, I mean, we abide in Christ and he abides in us, that, that apart from him, we can do nothing. And so just as you hang out with a good friend and begin to kind of take on that person's mannerisms or the things that person says, mm-hmm. I mean, we can we can sort of see that illustrated in, in everyday life. The same is true in our in our walk with God, that, that as we abide in him and spend time with him, that by his grace, through the power of his spirit, he, he's changing us and transforming us. And so it's much more us opening up mm-hmm. to who he is, opening up to his love and his truth and his grace. And that relationship is inherently transformational. Mm. Um, it's not trying to be like Jesus. Uh, first and foremost, it's being with Jesus. And when you're yeah. with Jesus, you're going to become more like him. Right. And that's what we shared in that episode. Right. I'll make sure that I put a link in the show notes to that episode in case you want to listen further. Well, I think there's some great biblical examples. I mean, we kind of started yeah. out talking mm-hmm. about this idea of dying to live. And it does. It sounds kind of like, oh, like I don't want to, you know, that, that sounds paradoxical. Yeah. But know, once gloomy. you're living, it's like, um, yes, you know, yeah. Yeah. Died to live. <laughs> but I love, you know, one author, we'll, we'll look at a couple of biblical examples mm-hmm. here in just a moment of where you see that theme of, of you know, dying in order to, to experience life. But I one, one author talks about how Lent is an oasis. And mm. I just love that. You know, we go oh, through life yeah. and it's so easy to not think about God. Um, and we live externally. We're just, you know, reacting and responding to life's events, a text message, a phone call, you know, a child's needs. And we just can go day after day, week after week, just living externally, living out of uh, just a reaction to, to everything that life throws at us. And it's really easy to then kind of live in the desert, right, to grow spiritually thirsty or hungry and to not think about God. And yet Lent is this oasis. It's this time to draw near to him, to open our hearts to him and to receive living waters mm. and, and real food from mm. him, spiritual food, and to be strengthened and nourished and to live internally, to live out of that relationship um, that, that is rooted in Christ. And so um, it is such a powerful time of, of the year to very intentionally reflect upon what Jesus has done for us and to draw near to him. And so again, I think there's some, there's some great examples before we share some practical ways to enter into Lent this year. Let's look at a couple practical, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm sorry, a couple um, uh, biblical passages of where mm-hmm. you see that theme 
of dying to live. And so I want to just share a couple of those. I think the very beginning, of course, Genesis 1, uh, which we've talked about before, that we were created for life. Mm. That God has made us in his image, that he um, has made us to, to know him and to walk with him and to serve him, and that our deepest happiness, our deepest joy mm. is living out of that reality, living out of us as a son or a daughter of God, as his image bearer. And so we see that the very beginning of scripture, that we were made for that. Um, and then we see the fall out of that, right? In Genesis mm. chapter three, mm. where where sin isn't just breaking rules um, on a sheet of paper. I mean, sin is, is ultimately breaking relationship with God. Right. Um, it's stepping out of the, the life of, of joy and peace and happiness and goodness and beauty and truth. I mean, it's dislocating ourselves from that life-giving relationship. And you see that in Genesis 3 at the very beginning of the Bible. And so as, as God promises then to, to send a Savior, to, to send a Redeemer, as we put our faith and trust in Jesus and begin to follow him, he's restoring us back to what we were created for, that life with mm-hmm. God. It, it requires dying to ourselves, dying to our ego and all of our selfish desires and passions. And you see that in Luke chapter 9, for example, 23 verse, uh, through 24, uh-huh. or Galatians chapter 2, verses 20 through 21, where, where Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. Mm. Um, yeah. I no longer live, but Christ lives, lives in, in me. me. And the yeah. life that I now live by faith um, I live for the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a such an important passage when you think about Paul saying, I've been crucified with Christ. I've died to who I was. Uh, I am dying um, to my selfish desires and the things that I want so that Christ might reign in me and rule in me because that's where life is found. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the good life is found. And so he's saying, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. It's no longer about me but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus wants to live his life through your life. Right. And that's, I mean, that's just, those are like, when you read those passages or talk about those passages in the Bible, we, I think it's just like, oh, that makes sense. You know, dying to live, this whole idea of dying to live makes sense when we see what God can do in our hearts and in our lives when we surrender completely to him. Yeah, I think, you know, Romans 6 is another great biblical example. Um, You know, really that whole, I won't read that whole passage, but uh, Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 13, where Paul is saying, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. Mm. And that's really what what baptism is all about. Mm -hmm. We believe in Jesus and we're baptized. We're we're in Romans 6, Paul saying we've been baptized, um, you know, into his death. But if um, Christ died and rose again, if we're in him, we've also died and and Mm. been risen Mm -hmm. as well. And so you just see that theme you know, over and over again yeah. throughout the scriptures of dying to live as we lay down our selfish desires and our passions and offer up things that we're struggling with or whether it's, you know, sinful desires or thoughts or, you know, our will, what we get in re- in return is the life that we were created for. Mm-hmm. And God gives oh, us that. new life. Right. And, um, and he really gives us our deepest joy, our deepest mm-hmm. happiness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, so we've kind of talked about Lent, what it is, what it really, you know, means to, to die, to live. And I think it would be really helpful to kind of talk, to, you know, transition to a more practical, um, conversation here where like, what is this, like, what are my options? Like as if I want to celebrate Lent, um, which Lent begins tomorrow, um, which is February 17th. And I know some people are like, well, how, how do I do this? Like if I really, if I, okay, so this year I'm going to observe Lent, like, what do I do then? Now what? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, how do I do this? So, um, what would, honey, what would you tell somebody that, 
came to you with that question? I think if somebody who, who really wants to observe Lent in, in a similar way that they observe Christmas or Easter, um, you know, I think Lent is a great time um, to, as a family, go to an Ash Wednesday service. There, there are lots mm, of churches that yeah. offer Ash Wednesday, which is tomorrow uh, at the beginning of Lent. Um, and that's a great way to kind of kick off the Lent season. And so um, I know there are a variety of churches um, in, in many Protestant churches. So if you're, if um, you know, that, that is a great option of how to begin Lent. But on a very, I think, practical, personal, sort of individual level, um, as we were talking about before, you know, Lent is also a great time to say, you know, for the next 40 days, I'm going to give up this because this, whatever this is, is standing in the way between me and a closer relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. And for some people listening, that that might be food, um, that might be television, it might be binging on Netflix, um, it might be social media, it might be just might be the, Chipotle. Let, let's, <laughs> it's too soon, honey. Let's, but it, do you what, really feel like Chipotle was standing in the way? Of, like I said last year, it, I had a limited understanding of what yeah, that was all about. Because if that's true, then we probably need to have more discussions about this. <laughs> I don't know if you should be having Chipotle. But here's where food can become. I think, like anything, um, you know, food can be an expression of how empty my soul is. Mm. And so when I look to oh, food man. to honey, soothe me, you just me, took that. Um, that is so powerful. Well, honey, I'm a pastor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but food can be an expression of really how empty our soul is, and so mm. I need to fill myself. Yeah. And so when I'm looking so to food, so yeah, when I'm things. looking to food, whether it's you know an extra dessert or more, you know, I'm. I'm really trying to soothe my soul. I'm trying to comfort myself. You know, we joke about, oh, I'm going to go eat my emotions. You know, we well, kind of talk about that true. as a, yeah. a Michigan fan this year. But anyways, um, <laughs> but that's how, so so food can be that for some people. Um, social media, I mean, just sort of the, mm. the mindless scrolling of, of Instagram or Facebook and you realize, well, I just spent 30 minutes or two hours of my night right. where I could have been reading my Bible, I could have been praying, you know, there are all sorts of things. So the first thing I would say is that there are some great opportunities, um, maybe in your community, to go to a, a Lent service, a Ash Wednesday service. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a very personal level, um, an individual level, is looking at what is it that that I'm looking to mm. to give me joy, happiness, security. Is there something that I know is standing between me and a closer relationship with Jesus? I run to that. I I numb out to that. I, I veg out to this or to that. I pass time with this. Whatever this is, to be able to to offer that up, to mm. give that up. I mean, that's the idea of, of giving mm. something up for Lent so that in, instead you, you might be able to draw closer uh, to Jesus, to be reminded that he is the one who ultimately mm. satisfies you and fills you with, with deep happiness or joy. Yeah, and then I think throughout the Lent season, just a, a really powerful way to every day be reflecting on this is set, making sure you have a time set aside each day to to pray, reflect. Maybe you have a book or a devotional that you are going to go through. Um, I know there's so many different like 40-day yep. type devotionals, if it's something like that. Um, but I think that's a really good way to you know daily be focusing on this whole theme of Lent. I think reading through the Gospels is another really practical mm, uh, thing yeah. to do or to pick a Gospel mm-hmm. um, and during the season of Lent to say, you know, I'm going to get up every morning or before I go to bed or whatever makes sense for your schedule to really take that time during Lent to to closely look at the life of Jesus and to meditate on on what he did or what he said. I mean, that can be a very, like mm-hmm. you're saying, um, I did a devotional last year. There's so many great devotionals uh, around Lent. And so to to intentionally go through uh, a devotional uh, as well is a, is a great idea. 
And so I think those are just some very simple, practical ways. Again, it's it's a time of confession. It's a time mm-hmm. of repentance. It's an intentional time of drawing near to Jesus. And so I think um, we're going to talk about confession in the next episode. But just real quickly, I think this period in particular is meant to be a time where we are paying closer attention to the sin in our own life mm. and confessing that, repenting of that, asking for God's grace, his help to overcome that. And so I think getting into that daily rhythm mm-hmm. of doing that as well can be a very simple, practical way of entering into this time, uh, this season of Lent as we prepare for Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, I one thing that I keep thinking about that you said just a little bit ago is that Lent is an oasis. And I just think that's such a powerful picture for us. And who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want an oasis for their soul? And I think when we can look at Lent and see that by giving up whatever it is that stands in the way um, that we get more of Jesus, like, I want that. You know, I want to be a part of that. So, wow, this was such a great conversation. We will be sure to put um, everything we discussed and maybe even a few ideas. Um, honey, don't you think we could put a few ideas for Yeah, maybe we can link to or, yeah, a couple of devotionals. Yeah, um, in the uh, show notes at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. And hey, we want to get to know you as listeners. So, if you are not already, please follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank and introduce yourself. We would love, love, love to get to know you. And hey, also, if you need a virtual hug, let me just tell you, we are so thankful that you are here listening. <laughs> what about that, honey? A virtual hug? You know? yeah, sure. Let's start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so- I was wondering where you're going to go with that. I'm like, virtual <laughs> hug. I've never heard you say that before. Well, we're starting today. <laughs> We want to welcome you. I can you. hear Facebook right now saying, you know what? We need to add that oh my to our options. Okay, well, like, love, laugh, okay, and virtual Okay, all right, all right. Well, we want to welcome you as a listener here into our family here at Root Like Faith. Um, we'd be so grateful if you would do us a big favor um, and leave us a review or rating. It just takes a second. It's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith and share this episode with your friends. We are so grateful for your help in getting the word out. Okay, friend, well, we will chat soon and I hope you have a great week and hey, I hope you have a great start to Lent. We can't wait to hear how it goes.